0: you in yo okay we got it going all right it's always a little glitch or two with this stuff all right uh yo welcome to my summer layer space station oddity i got a special co-host today uh so before we get get into all this mess uh and talk about how uh (laughs) this is a mess how the dcu is pu uh, DCEU is PU. So uh, introduce yourself and inform the listeners of the uh, the, the cool nerd show that you co-host. <laughs> hey,
1: man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, Rob Gadet. I am the uh, co-host of the Heroes World podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with Heroes World's comic book shop up in Markham, Ontario, Canada. Just north of Toronto. I mean, our old uh, hangout mm-hmm. uh, just above Scarborough.
0: Miss um, Marvel's favorite comic shop.
1: That's right, yes. And and they asked me during the pandemic, said, hey man, can you come on and do uh, one of our shows with us? And sure, just to go through the pandemic. Next thing I you know, it's like two and a half years later, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still doing that. And then I co-host the Sidekick show with John Ho every Monday night live, 8.15 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And we, we talk all nerd stuff, all the stuff that's new in the comic store, all the, all the goods like the DC stuff, San Diego Comic-Con. And then we usually review a movie or so, or a TV series of what's out in the pop culture world, so...
0: Yeah, I listened to the... This is about a week or two ago, the Summer Jam episode. Yeah. Yeah, your summer <laughs> movies, I guess your Summer Jams, so that was fun. You guys Mine all was like, number,
1: I was the top pick, bro. <laughs> my picks were the top picks. Oh, right? There you like, go. let's face it.
0: Do you want to give a spoiler alert of what those picks are, or you just want people to listen to the episode?
1: Listen, uh, you can listen to the episode, but I will tell you this. Uh, my picks consisted of Jaws weekend at Bernie's, and... Uh, another special summer movie that you're just going to have to tune in to listen to to find out what that was.
0: Oh, that's a good teaser. All right. You're a professional. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to do my best to keep up with this. Okay. So we are going to talk about the DCEU and Batgirl and the whole mess and all of that stuff. But I want to start like a little bit at the beginning because these things don't just happen out of a void. Like There's all these decisions that have kind of led up to it. And um, it's the same yeah. thing, like, Bruce Wayne didn't just get up on a random Thursday and was like, I'm going to fight crime in a rubber bat suit, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of <laughs> decisions that kind of led to yeah, where that he, was a, where yeah, he is. Yeah,
1: it was on a Tuesday, but yeah, okay, yeah. it was a Tuesday, See, not the Thursday.
0: There yeah. you go. Super nerd. Um, The Star Trek thing, right? <laughs> it was Tuesday. It was the third panel on page five. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was having brandy while looking out the window. <laughs> yes. So... I want to start a little bit with the origin story. Um, And I'm going to start with specifically Batgirl. Because Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, Warner Brothers has announced a solo movie of some kind or some form since 2016. Eventually, Josh Whedon uh, signed on to write and direct. I think he even wrote most of the script or did a script or something like that. But he dropped out a year later or got fired or whatever the phrase you want to use. And then eventually... Yeah, he was (laughs) cancelled. Yeah, he was cancelled like... Uh, here's the door, please use it. And then eventually, with the success of Margot Robbie as Harlequin, the studio went ahead and made Birds of Prey, which came out February 7, 2020, right before the pandemic. So you and I know from the comics that Barbara Gordon and Oracle, in either incarnation, is synonymous with Birds of Prey. But Warner Brothers yeah. said, no, don't include her in Birds of Prey. <laughs> because we have this plan for this like solo Batgirl movie. And so this is where I want to start because I don't understand that decision because that would make it easier to like backdoor Batgirl in, introduce her to the audience. Everyone kind of knows already now Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. Instead of like saying to the audience, here's a two-hour movie of a character you may or may not know. Trust us on this and watch this whole two-hour movie of somebody you may or may not know.
1: Yeah, so it's been really interesting because... Uh, as you say, um, they they wanted to keep her separate from the universe. Warner Brothers is notorious for this. Like, we can even go further back to like the, when the CW shows. Mm-hmm. And they were like, on Arrow, they were like, hey, you can't use... Uh, you had that, that brief cameo of Harley Quinn. Was like, oh, you can't use her because we don't want audiences being confused. and We need her for the, you know, uh, for the big screen. Or you can't mention, you know, Metropolis, Clark Kent, or Superman, or Batman, because that's our big screen, guys. Like, Warner Brothers, for whatever reason, has always been... Uh, they think that we, the audience, are just a bunch of Luddites that we don't understand. Um, and <laughs> so when they made this... this they, they do. I think they think that we're just dummies, right? And so when they made this decision to to go forth with this uh, separate movie, uh, you know what? Like, I can see the idea of wanting to keep it separated because the optimist in me would have said, well, maybe they're going to try to like you know bring her back into the next Harley Quinn movie you know what I'm saying like the mm-hmm. next Birds of prey movie but Warner Brothers I don't think has that forward thinking <laughs> <laughs> right like I I think that the downfall of Warner Brothers has historically always been that they don't have anybody at the helm that is allowed to have the creative control to push the the IP forward it's all based on bean counters it's it's literally all a money game for them. Um, and I think it's obviously as evidenced in these last number of years that when you let the money do the structuring mm-hmm. of, you know, of a project, it, it never, it never flies or very rarely does it fly. I think there are the outliers, which is like one woman. Um, personally, I enjoyed Man of Steel. Um and and Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, but I think that's because they probably gave Gunn the creative freedom to do what he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, when the last one was so bad there was nowhere to go but up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like if They're you take like, the hey, lens hey, cap hey, off, you're so already doing better.
1: Right. Yeah, so so that's what that's where we are, right? So yeah, we've got this Batgirl movie that was good. And I know that you weren't overly a fan of this idea, this solo Batgirl movie. I appreciate what the former heads of Warner Brothers were trying to do by pushing out these B or C-list characters into a streaming platform. Um, One could say that it is somewhat mirrored on what Marvel was doing with their Disney Plus stuff. Now, maybe instead of making these films, they made these HBO Max TV shows. Maybe that would have been different. I don't know. But here we are.
0: But so picking up on that thread of what you're saying, though, like you're talking about like Warner Brothers needs a Kevin Feige or uh, Kathleen Kennedy was doing stuff for Star Wars for a while. Uh, for you, as an obvious one, the the broccoli family for James Bond. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? and no, I'll be honest with you, because you and I discussed this many years ago.
1: I actually was, and foolishly so, when they brought Jeff Johnson as like that creative uh, director for DC film. I thought, oh, for sure, this guy's going to be the Kevin Feige of um, of of Warner Brothers DC because Jeff Johns is uh, he he's a, or at least he was in my opinion a really good writer for a lot of his stuff, but he has movie pedigree. Like this is a guy that was an intern for, uh, Richard Donner, right? Like Superman, right. He absorbed a lot of what Hollywood was about. And I really kind of thought that this was the guy who was going to be able to bridge Mm -hmm. the divide between comics and movies. And, and much like his Shazam run a few years ago, it was a massive (laughs) letdown.
0: Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is John's run, so far with the DC movies, he like he served as co-producer and creative consultant for the uh, Green, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. So we know how that one yep. turned out. Uh, he was, against, <laughs> he was, which is crazy because like his Green Lantern comic book run is like that's one of the most things he's famous for. Like you should have got that right. Like, um, well yeah, I've got those
1: omnibuses, man. And I'm gonna tell you, man, his run is legendary. Yeah, right? So you're right.
0: <laughs> like that one is yeah. uh, like. Anyways, uh, he was executive producer on the Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, he co-wrote uh, the story for Aquaman with James Wan. Uh, he mm-hmm. co-wrote um, the upcoming Green Lantern Corps with uh, David Goyer. And he co-wrote Wonder Woman 84 uh, with Patty Jenkins. So he's kind of had like a mixed bag of stuff. Like for somebody that's kind of involved in different facets of the films, either an executive producer or co-writer some of them a lot of them haven't turned out well like you would think that johns would be better at this not that i'm
1: completely yeah so, him more,
0: but you know what i'm saying
1: no but this is where I, uh you're right and i think he also had some creative input on the original one-woman movie as well mm-hmm. i i just don't know though was it removed was the creative control removed from him was he put into a box was he hamstrung like as much as i would love to like crap all over the guy in his output i do think he's a smart guy but he's gone like he got, the, he got the boot, <laughs> and he is no longer involved with DC films whatsoever. So aside from still the executive producer of Stargirl, which was his creation in the, in the first place, I, he's not really involved with any of this stuff, right? So, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, again, this is the problem, is that you didn't have somebody shepherding mm-hmm. that division. There's a lot of talk when Zack Snyder came on board they were like, oh, they, if you remember those articles, we're giving him the keys to the DC kingdom. He is going to be, and I very, vividly remember those articles. He's going to be DC's Kevin Feige. We're yeah. going to give this to Zack Snyder. He's going to shepherd the, and then.
0: But that Batman was after Nolan. Man. Nolan got the keys before. Because Nolan did the Batman trilogy, and everyone's like, okay, you figured out the quote-unquote formula. Now here's the car. We'll go with it. And Nolan kind of produced the first one. Hmm?
1: No, he didn't want it. He didn't. He's like, I don't want this world. I can't, because his whole Dark Knight thing was all about making Batman believable to be in a real world. He was always about how do you make Superman to be relevant and to be real. How can you really believe there's a guy in the air? So he's quoted as an executive producer on Man of Steel. I think out of like maybe an obligation, um, but I think he was pretty hands off. Mm-hmm. It's almost as like when you had Tim Burton was no was an executive producer of. Uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, he, but he had nothing to do with it. It was just all on paper, right? Yeah, yeah. Because of his contract. So, I don't know, man. Uh, this is this is the mess that we're in. Is that it's a rudderless ship? And as listen, I'm a big fan of DC comics mm-hmm. and of uh, their 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 output. I still hold 89 one. Batman. Yeah, man, I still hold 89 Batman with such uh, love, and and I I love watching uh, the 78 Superman we all know Kevin Feige has gone on record in numerous times of other uh, cast members of those movies of MCU. He, like, before production starts, we all sit down and we all watch Superman, the movie because that's what Kevin Feige wants us to attain because it's looked at as being like one of the most perfect comic book movies out there. Mm-hmm. Um And so I, I'm a big fan of that stuff. And so I'm always like, I feel like we talk about this on the heroes world podcast where my, my co-host do is always like, you're like, Charlie Brown and and the DC football? keeps pulling the they keep pulling the football and yeah. you just keep going up and landing. I keep having hope. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be great. We're gonna have this. We're gonna finally have some direction then and it's gone again. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I don't know, man. Uh what's the you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over <laughs> and over, hoping for a different outcome. Maybe I, maybe we're just all a bunch of insane lunatics at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, with the current crop that's coming out, which was we ha- we know for sure, Shazam 2 is coming out. We know uh, the Rock is Black Adam, and we also have the Flash, which they kind yeah. of committed more to like a theatrical release for the Flash, which makes sense because there's probably contracts and other things involved in their back end things and all that kind of jazz. It's not quite as easy yeah. to like fire or cancel like as Batgirl, which was always kind of aimed for HBO Max. So. Are these exciting for you? Are they like, Are do these kind of fuel the hope? Or like, because these are the old regime and you got to wait to see what the new regime does. Um.
1: Yeah, so it's an interesting question. It's not as easy as yes or no. So for me, I wasn't overly anticipating the Black Adam. I really couldn't care uh, until I started seeing those trailers that came out in the last couple of months. And I got to say, I, my hype level has definitely increased mm-hmm. uh, on that. Um. So I'm quite excited to see that. I'm going to put a pin in that one, though, because I'm going to come back to Dwayne Johnson in a minute. Okay. Uh, for Shazam 2, you know, I was kind of lukewarm on the first Shazam. I thought it was all right. I will say, though, that the more I—I I just actually watched it the other day. Mm-hmm. I threw it on because I'm in the middle of reading the new 52 uh, Justice League omnibus, and there's that, you know, the whole Shazam runs in there mm-hmm. that Jeff Johnson and Gary gave- Frank did. So I was rereading that, and I said, I'm going to throw this. I Actually, the more I watch Shazam, the first movie, I quite enjoy it. So I am kind of excited to see what they do. With Shazam two coming out in December, yeah. the Flash for me is like my i'm i'm like salivating at watching this Flash. I've all I've gone on record uh, to say that I've never been an Ezra Miller yeah. fan as the Flash, although yeah.
0: as Barry Allen, I do it believe.
1: Work. No, I do think though that his portrayal in Zack Snyder's Justice League was way better than what we got in the Joss Whedon Justice League. But that's Correct. an aside.
0: yeah. Um, so and I you was know the thing too concerned. with the Ezra Miller stuff. I don't think the general public cares about the scandals. I think that's more of a social media construct because the general public doesn't know who Ezra Miller is. He hasn't been in anything like super big. I know he's been in the fantastic Beasts and stuff like that, but I don't think the general public could like identify him as like, that's Ezra Miller.
1: Well, I, yeah. I, so I saw you put that out today on Twitter, The the, but I would counter that though and say, well, maybe they may not recognize who he is off the bat. He's not a household name. However, I do suspect that these problems that Ezra Miller is currently facing I think are just gonna snowball and I do have concerns as to what it means for the movie mm-hmm. June 2023 is a long ways away right, right. like that's it, it, it's it's both fast and a long ways away and so I do have concerns as to what happens to that movie So if you play The Devil's Advocate on this one they release it. They're likely, unless unless they go into uh, a, some form of, um, they being Ezra Miller, go into some form of a rehabilitation or they go away to work on themselves or whatever the case may be, there's no way that Warner Brothers is going to be able to put Ezra Miller out there to answer any questions for press. They're just not going to be able to, it's just, it's impossible given the current situations that are keep arising it seems like every three weeks is a new story right um and then what does that mean though for people um you know will they protest will well will there, there will be some factions of the population who will protest about the fact that the, they will look at warners as supporting the release of this movie means they're supporting ezra miller yeah
0: uh
1: and i i i, I not agree or disagree it's just it is what it is
0: so That's, i don't that, know that always ends mean. up as free marketing too though <laughs> yeah, I know
1: that you know you and I are the old, uh, old old enough to know that there's that TV show in Canada where it says no news is good news except for Gary Good News. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means though for the for the movie in the future. That being said, I am very stoked to see the movie. Mm-hmm. I am excited. I want to see uh, I want to see uh, Michael Keaton back as Batman. Uh, I'm I'm not overly happy with the current suit that they. That that they've been rocking in this uh, in these these new trailers. I'm like, what's happening with his helmet? Um, <laughs> but I have faith. I have faith that this movie will come out and that it will be good. I just I kind of wish that the the taint of what's happening with Ezra Miller, whether he's a household name or not, doesn't. Uh, well, sorry, they are a household name or not doesn't bring down the movie as a whole.
0: So this hope that you have though does it apply now? Because <sighs> the new CEO is like, all right, we canceled Batgirl, we canceled Scooby Doo. Right, we're gonna start fresh. We have a 10 year plan now. This was the announcement. There was an earnings call yesterday, yeah. and he said that we have a 10 year plan and we're going to do it like the Marvel movies. Do you, does that ignite your hope? Or like, because I don't know. Like it to me, it's like the it's like that relationship where like you know you caught your ex cheating and it's like baby I've changed I've changed like my ways <laughs> like a like a sixties kind of like uh, you know like soul group right and you get the brother with the bass voice come in baby I've changed my ways <laughs> right like that's what it felt like it's Don
1: Draper yeah it's Don Draper thing.
0: Oh, <laughs> right uh, like it was a voice yeah, to men yeah. song right uh, like have we reached the end of the road of the, the Warner Brothers futility and is this a new day. Or are you a sucker for believing that this is going to be a new day?
1: Okay, so I was pissed when the whole Batgirl news dropped, right? Okay. Uh, I think we can all agree. I was, I was angry about it. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I was like, what creative individual is going to want to work for Warner Brothers if they know this is looming over their heads? But I did message a friend that evening, uh, and he was uh, – who kind of works in the entertainment business. And I was like, "Listen, it could be though. They Warner Brothers just brought on Alan Horn, mm-hmm. who helped kind of solidify with uh, Bob Iger how the Marvel structure was going to work." I said, "Maybe they want to look at the quality of things. Maybe Backroll wasn't uh, high quality material." So that seems to be the indication. So again, I'm going to Charlie Brown myself and say, "Like, you know <laughs> what? I will. I will begrudgingly accept this because if they're telling me that they only want to put out high quality." pictures uh and really put all that attention and focus into really good dc movies then i guess i'm okay with this but sammy this is like the this is the fourth 10-year plan we've had in about you know six years yeah it is it is kind of funny though because dc comics does this as well it's like every six years six to eight years they're doing a universe reboot New again 52. of them and it's like Right. You got, yeah, you have, and then New 52, you had the rebirth. Now they're doing it again in the comics with the um, dark crisis on infinite earth. Like they're constantly rebooting their universe. And I think that to go back to what I said earlier, we're not dumb. We're not Luddites. Mm -hmm. We, we understand comics. You don't have to keep rebooting things to issue number one. It's issue one thousand four hundred and two. That's fine. We know that there's a history before
0: that, and you it's don't like have to Simpsons. read all like nine hundred and something issues. <laughs> like no, Bart
1: never, never Bart, Lisa. They never grow up. Mm-hmm. We've accepted that for twenty seven yeah. years. <laughs> it's like we are okay with with comic books, you know, lasting for years and years and years. So I just wish they would stop rebooting their universes and and shit. And so whether it's in the comic side or the film division, I feel it's very frustrating. But I will once again hold out hope uh, that we will get um, some a a good, you know, a a really good Superman movie. And going forward, um, we do. I thought it was really funny they announced the Batgirl, and they're like, "Oh, but here we got something else for you: Joker Two with (laughs) Lady Gaga." Um, Is this a joke? Right, and so that's outside of this 10-year plan in terms of, like, I, if they're looking to replicate what Marvel did, I don't think they're going to be able to fold that into whatever they're doing. And I don't know what that means for the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. I know that you were lukewarm on it. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope to see more of that. But is that going to be in addition to this 10-year plan? I have no idea. So it, it will well, be Not very just the movie, too,
0: but there was a number of shows associated with it, too. The Penguin had a TV show. There was Gotham Central. Like he was building, Yeah, he was literally building a universe.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, we can quickly pivot to all like the CW shows are done. The Flash mercifully is ending in 2023, (laughs) which will coincide. It gets a 13 episode, ninth season. It will coincide with the release of the Flash movie in June.
0: Which is, that's that's confusing for people because you just watch the show for several seasons. And then it's like, oh, we got a new guy. Now is the Flash. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. And just so you know, it's his only movie because uh, Ezra Miller's not coming back. Yeah. Um, and then and then you've got Superman and Lois uh, and then, and Stargirl, which is just premiering at the end of this month. But CW in and of itself is done with DC movies. You're right. You've got the Penguin TV series. I don't know what happens with that with Colin Farrell. The Gotham Central, I think that Gotham Central PD show is going to be done. Yeah. Um, what happens to Peacemaker 2? Uh, you know, James Gunn said not to worry. But I think everybody who keeps telling us not to worry, I think we, we probably should. I think that these shows are not going to last very long. I could see a Peacemaker 2, but anything more than that? Titans Season 4 is almost wrapped its photography in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, in Outside of the U.S., it's on Netflix. Will there be a Season 5? Potentially. This new streaming service, Joint... Uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus will drop in summer of 2023 so we may get one more season of uh, Titans but I I don't think so to be honest I'm not a big fan of it. Doom Patrol I think is done. So I think a lot of those TV shows if you are big fans of current DC shows uh, on whichever platform you're watching them on I think you're probably not going to see um, further seasons after what you currently have or whatever's coming up.
0: Which is funny because Sandman just started today.
1: Yeah, well, even that, though well, that see, doesn't think, quite
0: well, count. No, and I think well, Sandman, Warner's
1: didn't uh, they didn't want it for the HBO Max, right? So they had shopped it off to to Netflix. Like, yeah, we'll deal with it. Mm. Um, so they they put up the production for it. So I think Sandman will probably be fine. I'm I'm just really referring to any of those shows that yeah, are on yeah. the HBO Max or yeah, the CW. CW is done. Like we know it's being. It's, there's some cable company conglomerate in like the Midwest of the States that are buying the CW for like pennies on the dollar. So mm. the CW is going to be, is no more really, right? So
0: It's weird too, because it's almost like they're betting against streaming. You would think something like HBO Max would be like a good, it's a good recognizable name. They just finished up like uh, House of Dragons or whatever, like all that stuff. Like they had a couple of hits. They, could, they have Westworlds kicking it with them you would think that would be a good place to like dump some money into streaming, especially with these characters that they have kicking around.
1: Well, yeah. And so this then goes back to something that we, we discussed at the beginning of this is like the David Zaslav said, I don't, don't want to be the new CEO of Warner discovery said, you know, we don't want to be spending $90 million on movies. that's going to go straight to streaming because it's not generating money. Will a $40 million movie generate money? Yeah. Potentially on streaming. But, you know, uh, their television series, I think, like you said, House of the Dragon, Westworld, you know, those are HBO shows. I could see them uh, pivoting in some of these being TV shows, but I think for DC, I think they're just going to keep it strictly, aside from the ones that we've mentioned, like the Peacemaker and this and that, I think they're going to keep their DC stuff mostly theatrical. Um, I don't think they're going to go streaming until they've, built enough of a fan base mm-hmm. with the current with the trinity Batman Superman one woman to then branch off into these sub. And I I think if their idea is to mimic what Marvel did, I think you're going to see the same idea. it will be strictly theatrical and then the, maybe in the next 8 years start, you know, pumping out movies, uh TV shows, sorry, to HBO Max or whatever that new streaming service is going to be. But I I think the days of Movies being filmed just strictly for streaming are done. Um, I, I think it's all going to be TV shows. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm not overly upset about that. I mean, I, I look at the offerings of what is on Paramount Plus, and that was a bit of a pun because the offer on Paramount Plus is a great TV series. <laughs> um, the Mayor of Kingstown, like, there's 1883. Like, there's a lot of good TV shows that have been dumped onto Paramount Plus that have been created for that platform. Same with uh, Netflix. I think Netflix lately has been a lot of hit and miss, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of hidden gems of TV shows that are on there. And you and I are big fans of dark. Um, so I would recommend people to check out dark on, on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and then the same for uh, Amazon prime, right? Like we'll see how well they do with their Lord of the Rings TV series this fall. It's only a few weeks away. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that the idea of dumping a bunch of money, like look what Netflix just did 300 million, I think, right. Uh, for the gray man. Um I don't know where they get that how they make that revenue back. Because TV shows at least if you're in for 10 episodes, you're in for 10 episodes. You're generally not going to be watching the gray man 10 times.
0: Yeah. Amazon Prime has a formula where they kind of see the the viewer, the demographic and how much they're buying on Prime like on Amazon itself. So if you're a valuable customer in a young demographic you're, that show kind of keeps going, that makes sense. It seems to be some sort of secret formula that they have. Whereas I think for yeah. other things like Netflix, a lot of it too is subscription. I think people seem to like, you know, when a new season of Stranger Things come on, they seem to jump onto Netflix, watch it, and then cancel it. I see a lot of people doing that kind of activity. I think that kind of churn is what they're trying to cut down on. They want people to like stick around like an ongoing party.
1: Well, but that, I think it was inevitable. When Netflix first came out on, on this the scene, it was mostly 98% was bolstered by uh, other studios' movies. There was no other streaming services, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, we also do TV series. Here, we've just produced Hemlock Grove. And you're like, yeah, yeah. what the hell is Hemlock Grove? <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, which, by the way, I actually refuse to watch any of it. Um, so, but now they've diversified. They, there's they, all of those, all of the rights to those movies are gone to their respective, you know, streaming services. So I think Netflix needed to pivot away. Um, but whatever, we're pivoting away from the fact that Batgirl is not going to be seen. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question for you: Are you upset that this is shelved and that you won't get an opportunity to see this movie? Or Do you think it got done dirty? and put out to pass. The so there's
0: two things. Sure. One is, it did get done dirty in terms of like, people put a lot of time and work into it, right? Like, and I guess, right. and like, people have been fired. Like, you you were mentioning Superman. Like, Richard Donner got fired. Like, he completed, I think, was yep. 75% of Superman 2, right? And got fired. Enough that there was a, you could release the Richard Donner cut and just had like, a couple of scenes you just had to kind of insert in the middle there. So like, yep. he finished 75%. Like, it happens. People get fired all the time and I get to all that, but, this was like everybody got fired. This wasn't like a director got fired. Everybody got fired, right? Um, yeah. And I think this is the other. I think so. I think that part is like you're done dirty because you have a certain expectation. You hope that it like you want. You're you're working hard to like put this thing out there, and you don't get the opportunity for it to connect with the audience. The other thing too is that like. The way streaming is now, everything is so, like... It's very much like opening weekend box office now. Sandman will make a lot of noise this weekend and then fade because something else is going to open up uh, next week, right? Something else big will be streaming next week. So even if Bad Girl had come out on HBO Max, it would have had a little bit of buzz, and then we would have moved on to something else. So I don't know that it would have had any quote-unquote value in terms of, like, the overall DCEU properties, in terms of, like... Uh, bringing more subscribers to HBO Max, like I, in terms of the actual business, in terms of the things for fans, I don't know that there would have been a large ROI. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting. In
1: yesterday's earnings call, David Zaslav, the new head of Warner Brothers Discovery, said, "Listen, we're putting our we have a brand here. We have Superman, One Woman, Batman, and Aquaman." He mm-hmm. said, and then he was like, "We have movies coming out that we're really excited about." Black Adam, Shazam, Flash. Aquaman is in between those two. Uh he is supposed to be March, but he didn't mention that. Also he didn't mention was Blue Beetle, which was supposed to be a streaming movie, and then it got bumped up in its uh budget to be to aim for theatrical. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of question about what's happening with Blue Beetle. Now Warner Brothers decision to shelve Back, all they said was financial because they felt that if they release it in theaters, they're not going to make enough money back on it, Uh and so they'll take their they get twenty million or a bit upwards of twenty million mm-hmm. from the tax rent down they get from it. Okay,
0: and they got to save three billion too due to the merger, right? So, so twenty million helps.
1: Yeah, but don't you think it could have
0: made if they threw
1: it out into theaters? If you did a the same day theater and rental like they did with Wonder Woman, right? Like, don't you think it would have made some some uh, One Woman Eighty Four? Don't you think it would have made some some cash? Like, I I just find it hard because you you're right. There's a lot of people that went in and did a lot of work on that. They spent years developing it. You know, yeah. they filmed it in Scotland. You have all those contracts and everything else. Uh, you know, and because of this, Sammy, <laughs> Michael Keaton had filmed a cameo in Aquaman two. Yeah. and Tess Einstein was like this makes no sense because now all of a sudden his introduction doesn't make, is not tied to anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So now that's why we got that confirmation last week that black uh, that Ben Affleck is back as Batman because they've had to redo this cameo with Ben Affleck to make things somewhat cohesive
0: right which goes uh, back to your earlier point of there's no plan all right like right. like the whole point of a Marvel <laughs> end credit scene is so that like okay like Samuel Jackson's gonna put the Avengers together so you know where the movies are coming in the next like three four movies down the road. Well, and if
1: you go back, like I had recently in the last few months gone back and started watching some of those original the the origin stories of those Marvel movies. They were laying breadcrumbs like, oh, you get a little thing of Thanos, but you had no like, you're like, oh, he's coming down the road, but he's not coming tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. you, you just knew that like, there was an end game insight for the end of that phase one or phase two or whatever it was. Yeah, on this, this is nothing. Like th- look about how much they built up, Marvel built up to get to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Right? All those movies to get there. DC have no clue. What they're doing. <laughs> like, hey, so, man. <laughs> but
0: that brings up a good point because, like, f- there's been kind of a letdown in this last phase with the Marvel movies with, like, shang She's kind of a little disappointing. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Eternals. Was this kind of like a wasted window for DC? Because now Marvel did a whole dump of movies, including Fantastic Four is coming, right? So Marvel's back on track with this new phase
1: yeah and so this goes like you know we talked about this on the heroes world show uh the psychic show we talked about san diego comic-con and what what exactly you know dropped marvel came out with their like junk swinging and dropped it on the table and said there we go <laughs> yeah. look at this yeah uh, you know long dong silver here and <laughs> dc came out and they were like ah, we got black adam yeah. and Shazam, yeah i mean we're out mm-hmm. and i was like why would you not be pumping up your Aquaman 2 that's coming out in like eight months from like I was surprised. Um so did, did DC drop the ball in trying to uh overtake Marvel? I think in a little bit, but could they have honestly done that during this time? No. I do think though that phase four has suffered because in part of of I think that they had no vision on where they were going post
0: end game. They, oh, I, mean, I don't like think the they, they Thanos knew. or something like something unifying. It. <laughs> yeah. They had,
1: yeah, they had nothing. Yeah. And also COVID filmings.
0: Yeah. And
1: so like, listen, I'm, I'm honest with you, black widow. I did not like that movie. I was like, I, I haven't seen it since it came out. I won't see it again. I actually liked Shang-Chi. I, I actually quite, I watched it again a little while ago. I enjoyed it. The Eternals. I enjoyed when I saw it at the theater, I have to rewatch it. Um, Thor love and thunder was a giant pant load for me. I was not happy. With that movie. with
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um
1: and
0: then black panther 2 is the last one
1: uh yeah i can't think of what else came out in phase four there was something else and yes you got black panther 2 coming out in november there's a lot of hope uh for that movie i think it's gonna look good i'm just really glad that this phase will be done Mm -hmm. but i do think that dc could have done something they could have released something
0: oh spider-man far from home
1: that's right. It's right. Yeah. I mean, and that I, that to me is like one of those phase fours with an asterisk because it's not like yeah, it's just something different. You yeah, know what I'm yeah.
0: saying? Um,
1: it's like with Mark McGuire in the home run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: you have the asterisk next to it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, but like, you know, if we look back at it, Black Adam was supposed to have been out now, like mm-hmm. in July. And The Flash was supposed to be this October, mm-hmm. and Aquaman was December. So if you think about it, could you imagine if those three movies came out like that—July, October, and December—we would have. I, I think that it probably would have upended the talk of Marvel for a little bit because I think that those three movies probably would have taken over the narrative of uh, because Phase Four has been so inconsistent. That's but DC I mean. did like that, uh, was, yeah. that was
0: their window, right? Because all the Avengers stuff had kind of wrapped up. Iron Man is dead. Uh, Evans is no longer Captain America. Like you had a window. And I know, like you said, they may not have been like able to get it together like a kid putting on his shoes and he puts the left one on the right foot and all that kind of stuff. I get that. (laughs) But like when you look back at it, it's like, yo, man, you could have been somebody. Yeah, no, I agree. They could have and they didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Uh, And they dropped the ball. They've dropped the ball. Um, And because I think there is no plan, there has been no plan this, you know, we can go back to that. GL Corp, the Green Lantern Corp show that Greg Berlanti was producing and getting it all on board for HBO Max. Like, that's been in, like, development for three years now. Mm-hmm. Like, w- w- where are you with that? Like, there's been, there's a lot of announcements. This is the one thing that drives me crazy as a DC fan is that there is a hell of a lot of announcements for things. And then it never comes to
0: fruition. <laughs> That's why I started the show at the beginning with Batwoman because Batwoman has been kicking around. Or Batgirl, sorry, Batgirl's been kicking around since 2016, like yeah. officially announced as 2016, right? And yeah. as they, like I said, as they're making Birds of Prey movie, you're like, oh, they're gonna put Batgirl in there because everyone who reads the comics knows, Oracle or Barbara Gordon or whatever incarnation she's in, she's in Birds of Prey, and then Birds of Prey comes out, and like, yeah, we couldn't use Batgirl, like you know what I mean? So. Yeah they got all the way to like post-production, literally post-production. <laughs> and they still couldn't even get the movie out from 2016 to 2022 yeah. with post-production. Still couldn't get it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where we go for here again as, as a diehard DC guy. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that these next slate of movies that are going to come out, um, will write the ship a little bit, at least give us something to before the ship gets, um, on his proper course. That brings me back to the Dwayne Johnson pin that I had put in before. Correct. Let's go. You know, uh, You know what? Listen. Um. You know, <laughs> I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm a fan of Dwayne Johnson of the Rock. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a diehard fan. I think this is. I think he and Ryan Reynolds are masters of marketing. Mm-hmm. Of marketing their brand. Correct. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, right? I. They. I would say Martin, Ryan Reynolds might have the edge a little bit because of his. He. Um he he uh, has so many different uh brands out there. Dwayne Johnson's got really himself, which is in a subset. He's got Zoa and everything else, the XFL. But um I think uh Reynolds diversifies himself. But but Johnson has been you know touting this as the the DC the DC era is you know changing and the hierarchy of power is changing and this and that. You know, if Black Adam makes a ton of money, it would not surprise me if dc start giving uh his seven bucks production a lot more control over some of these dc um properties like i i and it is very feasible that those discussions are ongoing he is introducing the justice society of america Mm -hmm. i guess and i'm not i guess what i'm thinking is Will David Zaslaw, the new head of WB, and Alan Thorne, will they be like, okay, we love what you did with the movie, but we have a 10-year plan, and you've introduced a bunch of stuff, and you guys made uh, close to a billion dollars worldwide, but we're going in a different direction? I don't think so. I think that they will somehow try to. I, I think Seven Bucks Production could have a uh, a pretty decent stranglehold on the future of DC movies going forward. You, th- um, you
0: think this is going to connect with audiences? Because Black Adam is a bit of a deep cut. For audiences, it is like if but you're like a so regular dude though, in like North Dakota, like you know who what a Superman is, you know what a Batman is, but I think a Black Adam is like a bridge too far. I know the yeah, the, the you Rock got, will pull people you got in, rock. Mm-hmm. right? Look at all the Rock's movies. Look. Dude, you and I would have played Rampage
1: back on the on the coin machines at Fairview Mall, mm-hmm. but a lot of people wouldn't know what the hell the Rampage <laughs> video game was. <laughs> right. Dwayne Johnson makes a silly ass movie, yeah. and all the kids go running and screaming to it, and they're like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they he he, pretty much, and I you know, in conjunction with Kevin Hart, reinvigorated the Jumanji <laughs> yeah, <laughs> franchise yeah, yeah. on yeah. one one questionable Robin Williams movie. Mm-hmm. So know i think that you know yes deep cut character but i think a lot of people will be running to the theater to see it like but the whole the whole cast are deep cuts mm-hmm. people are like what the hell's atom smasher nobody's like don't you mean just the atom mm-hmm. nope it's <laughs> atom <Adam> smasher <laughs> yeah right and, and you know who the hell's red cyclone or what the hell's a Hawkman? isn't that the guy that we've seen in smallville mm-hmm. legends of tomorrow No, that's a whole different like yeah. and then you've got dr fate so that's a huge deep cut like mm-hmm. So I, I just think that it would not surprise me if Black Adam does what I think they're expecting it to do, that Seven Bucks production uh, and Dwayne Johnson to an extent will shape the future of what happens with these DC movies. So that, I,
0: I, I'm that goes full the circle back to your, I'm, he's the Kevin Feige? Well, I don't know if they'll
1: make him the Kevin Feige, but I think that they'll make his production company to, to be the to be the, the Kevin Feige production company. I, I just, I think that you, you could see that. DC has to do one of two things. One, they have to make a cohesive universe that everything ties together. Or two, they're going to just say, you know what? We've got pocket universes. Mm -hmm. We've got the Seven Bucks production universe. We've got these standalone movies like the Joker and the Batman that aren't connected. Like they have to make a decision. I think we as movie fans and comic book fans would like to see one cohesive universe. Um, But let's see what DC develops in 10 years. All I'm saying is it would not surprise me if by sometime in 2023 we get notification that seven bucks production are going to be running uh, a certain portion of those characters. It, um,
0: it boggled my mind that they just didn't announce that like the flash TV show is like earth two. And then the flash show or the flash movie with Ezra Miller is earth one or whatever. Like that's already built into the DC universe, <laughs> right? Like you didn't have to do any work. You just kind of just do a little title card at the beginning and then you're done.
1: Yeah. No, I know, I know, and, and so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens going forward. But um they have to come up with something because Marvel has the narrative, has had the narrative for the past since two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Two thousand eight we saw the Dark Knight go up against Iron Man. The Dark Knight destroyed Iron Man in the box office. But since that time <laughs> despite despite the the open doors of Thor the dark world and and other bo- you know mm-hmm. other bombs DC hasn't been able to capitalize on on upending that narrative right and we know what's coming out we've got we know it's coming out in phase five uh four, five and six including the TV series we know there's going to be more announcements coming up September 9th to 11th that's d23. Mm-hmm. what will what will DC's answer be and will it be fast enough? We're not gonna get anything any announcements by the end of this year, I don't suspect. Next year will be very telling to see where is your 10-year plan and what are you doing. I I just have a gut feeling that I think seven bucks in the rock are going to be involved in some capacity and um, with, with how this DC universe shapes up for the next few years.
0: Yeah, for like twenty twenty three, you're talking about for Marvel, they have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um that's February. Of course, these dates might yeah. change because of COVID and all the other stuff, but Ant-Man and Wasp in February Um, Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three, May five. That'll be a big one for him. Uh, The Marvels, which is picking up from the Miss Marvel TV show, uh, July twenty eighth, and then they close the year in twenty twenty three with Blade. Uh, And then they're beginning this year. They're closing this year on November eleven with Black Panther two. However, that's going to turn out since what's his name passed away. So that's a big string. Like even like Ant Man and Wasp does okay. Like that, I never expected that to get three movies deep, right? For such a disposable character. (laughs) No.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there might be a couple of other titles that might not be a part of that 2023. Wasn't there another TV series? But yeah, you're right. There's, Those there's are like the five or six things. Oh, there's the movies. Okay, yeah. and then you throw in your your Disney Plus yeah, TV yeah. series on top of that. Because right? DC is now committed um, to
0: theatrical, right? So Yeah, yeah. So, so... And then DC is yeah. going to basically counter all that with Aquaman 2. Is that still a go? And The Flash?
1: Yeah, yeah. March and June, and right. that's it.
0: <laughs> so... Black Panther 2, Ant-Man, Wasp, Gardens of the Galaxy, and the Marvels, and Blade with yeah. Aquaman 2 and the Flash with Ezra Miller. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you don't yep. need to play poker to know that's a bad tell. <laughs> right. So, so
1: I guess we say 2024 or bust. Like, you know, uh, how quickly are they going to get? Like, I, honestly, you know, we talk about the actual production of a movie the the draft the script writing the produ- you know the casting and this and that we might not see another dc movie mm-hmm. till 2025
0: as we wrap up then that brings up the interesting question who is that dc movie do you want another superman do you want uh another like deep cut like a black adam <gasps> um Pierce Bros. Yeah. Doctor so, Fate. I'm... Would you want to spin off Doctor Fate? Maybe. Like, what would you want to see? For like, if you if you were given the keys to the kingdom, mm-hmm. would you bust? Well, out? Uh, here's here's yeah. Here's what I
1: think is that. Sorry, I guess we also forgot. Well, twenty twenty four, I think is Joker two. They have an announced. So, um, so we might get another Joker two in twenty twenty four. We might get another Batman movie in twenty twenty four. But if we're starting the keys to the kingdom, I think what DC does is I think they drop it on the table and their biggest character, I know people are going to say it's the Batman, you have already going to have, a, a, probably the Batman 2 will be out by then. Mm-hmm. I think you drop a Superman movie. I think you drop a really solid Superman movie. Um, and, and I think that Superman is the one that needs to, um, to, be, to essentially carry the flag uh, for going forward of, as to what's happening. Um, I know that in the you know in the comic book lore it was Batman or others that were gathering all the heroes together to form the Justice League. I think you need to make it Superman to be the person that inspires the other characters, and so I think you drop it on the table with a Superman movie. We don't need an origin movie. Uh, we, we we know what happened. You, Sammy, are very famous for, for yelling at Marvel saying we don't need another Batman origin movie, uh, uh, Spider Man origin movie. We don't need what happened to Batman. We know <laughs> yeah. his parents died, <laughs> Uncle Ben got stabbed, and, and Krypton blew up. So we yeah. know what happens.
0: Zach spent, forward. in Zach's movie, he spent at least a good 20 minutes in Krypton. Right. Like, why? But it looked <laughs> hella. <dirty. laughs> yeah <laughs> like, well because they had to justify russell Crowe uh appearing right later <laughs> on as a AI. like um, like when you show up at crystal and, lake like yeah. get the axe to the face within the first 10 minutes <laughs> like start smoking weed let's go man <laughs> yeah so i i think dc's got to drop the drop uh the
1: big one on the table i think it's got to be superman to lead it off the charge um I, nothing against Gal Gadot, but I hope whatever they do with I don't know if it's a third one woman, if that's still going to be in production or if they're going to cut ties. I, I have no idea what's going to happen with that.
0: That last one was um, terrible. I,
1: it was. It was horrible. So I think that their only safe bet we know for sure is Joker 2 and then Batman 2 with Robert Pattinson.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything aside from that, I think they got to do a hard reset. Jason Momoa, nothing against him, but I think we got, like, if you're going to cut ties to the Snyderverse, you got to cut ties. So, so let's he, see what they do with their.
0: So you cut ties even though if Aquaman two pulls in another like pile of money, Aquaman made a ton of money. Like I was surprised again. Like you people know who Aquaman is. <laughs> yeah, isn't it Vinny Chase? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, um, <man. laughs> that one was James Cameron um, too. That was tight.
1: <laughs> I uh, I really, I really think that you might have to just completely cut ties with the Snyderverse. To be very honest with you, I think, I think you. How are you supposed to say you've got your your? 10 year plan to to build up this mm-hmm. this brand of DC comics characters and this IP when you still have one foot stuck in the past. I don't know how you do that. Um and so maybe like I said the the rumor is they're going to pump a bit more money into this Flash movie. Um you know, I think you'll see a new Flash. Uh well, sorry, you will definitely see a new Flash whether it's at the end of this movie or not. I have no idea. But I think that the Snyderverse has to be I know there's a lot of fans out there. I enjoy the Justice League Snyder verse cut, but I think it's time to put it to bed. And I think you can't move forward if you keep having one foot dragging behind you with this old universe. So new Superman, let's go forward. You've got the Black Adam, you've got Shazam, you've got you have the foundational building blocks there. Let's just move forward and
0: and and
1: and forge a new path. But Superman back, is your guy.
0: Do you bring back Harry as Superman?
1: Uh, Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, You know what?
1: I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought he was fantastic. But um, my, you know, based on what uh, Dwayne Johnson was saying at Comic-Con and has been answering those questions with respect to Cavill coming back, I don't know if if he will be back. Um, How old is he? The the geek in me, uh, he's in his 40s. I mean, listen, the geek in me is like, yeah, of course, I want to see Henry Cavill as Superman. but. 39, okay. So he could. Um do but it. you know what, nerd? You're sure he could, but you know what, I'm at a point where it's like, you know what, let's bring somebody else in if we have to. I just I I want a good Superman movie. The, just give me a good Superman movie. Yeah. Right? And, and and blaze forth going forward from there.
0: So you do have hope, it's it's impressive though, like that you can keep maintaining it. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. I told you, I yeah, mean, <laughs> I'm
1: absolutely insane. It's insanity. Yeah. But I do have hope. I have hope because I have hope because I, I I maybe it's because of Alan Horn, maybe it's because I you know uh, again I'm Charlie Browning you know and the bulk is being pulled away, but I have hope that I will see. The, when I got to look at that in 1989, I was 13 years old and got to see Batman on the screen. It, mm-hmm. it, I, it, I loved it. It, it has la- led left sorry a lasting impression on me. I still watch Superman the movie now, and I still get chills when you see him go through that revolving door and he goes, hey, look at that outfit (laughs) and up into the, I want that for other people, for the kids, to be able to go to these movies and look up and have that wonder and excitement. I want there to be that moment when Chris Evans picks up Mjolnir at the end of Endgame. The audience goes wild. I want that for these DC characters because I do think Mm -hmm. there is rich storytelling and these are rich characters that deserve respect. I just want somebody to be able to respect them enough and respect the fans enough to put out good product.
0: All right. So, so I have hope. Let's end it there, and then we'll come back in 10 years. And we'll see how this, 10 years <laughs> <laughs> this, this 10-year We're plan works We're on our fourth
1: 10-year plan. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Warner Bros. Discovery has been spun off. It is now being owned by Papa John's.
0: <laughs> yes. And... <laughs> We'll see what they made after that. We'll give them ten years, and we'll That's come back. Right. And, like... <laughs> and you're
1: like, "There, where's your hope now, gadget? And I'm yeah. like, uh,
0: blah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it is like the reason why it's a hot mess too is because there's like all these other competing issues with it, like in terms of like streaming, as you said, like Paramount has a whole bunch of shows. Like, I can't imagine a lot of streaming shows now are pulling in millions of viewers anymore. Like some shows got to be pulling in just like a few hundred thousand people. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of work for a TV show for just a few hundred thousand people. And so you have this like landscape where like you have all these streamers and these platforms that need content, but at the same time, they can't put a lot of money into the content because a lot of it would just sit there. And then at the same time, people are still like, we're still coming out of the pandemic. I know like Top Gun made a ton of money, whatever, but you got to have enough like movies that will put, make people put on pants and go. Right. And so it's a, a, it's a, it's a really unique situation in terms of like this hot mess that we're in. Well, I think
1: that Debbie Zaslav said something very important where he said, we're doing quality over quantity. And I feel like as of late, because of all these streaming services, there's been quantity over quality, right? Apple TV, does put out some good shows, but they have had some duds. Paramount Plus, again, has been putting out some decent stuff, but a lot of duds. Like they're all, they're just like, hey, we need eyeballs. Let's put out a whole bunch of, of TV shows. Mm-hmm. But you need to have quality. So it's interesting that Warner Brothers are now pulling back, saying, no, we want to focus on the quality as opposed to quantity. I know it's for money, and that three billion dollars they got to make back. Um, but it I, was you know, I would. It was encouraging. You know what? Very quickly, I will say Amazon Prime. Like, if you go to those TV shows of late, like I love that Reacher series, mm-hmm. but man, Reacher, even Paper Girls, dude, you could tell there was budgetary restrictions on those TV series. There they a don't CBC look quality safer. to it. Yeah, but that's because they're like, listen, here's our finite budget. Mm-hmm. Make it good enough to go to season two or whatever, and we'll give you more money. And there is something kind of admirable about that. If you can get past the look of the, of know Canadian television, (laughs) those TV series, no respect to our Canadian television people. But if you can get past that look and and understand that season two of Reacher is going to be a lot, it's going to look a lot more like Netflix shows, I think, than, than season one did. So, um, you know, there's, there is always an interesting uh, business model that Amazon are doing if they're limiting the money um, to go out. So,
0: yeah. So where can people find you online to follow up and then tell you, I told you so, or keep having hope during the 10 year plan?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, please. You know what? Uh, uh, let me know when, when Black Adam, you know, tanks and they're like, you're in. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on, on, on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Rob R O B G A U D E T T E. It's uh, yeah. Um, And then obviously you can find uh, myself uh, and my friends at heroes world comic shop. So um we're on youtube facebook and twitch it is the it's just called heroes world online that's the website you can go google that uh or on youtube subscribe mm-hmm. to the channel i'm there it's their store i get nothing from it sammy yeah but uh friendship and smile much like mcdonald's um they bully but, you a uh, lot we, we too i find of- <laughs> i think i hold my own um <laughs> <laughs> I think we bullied John because John has a really weird rating system. Everything's a 10 or 11. Yeah, no, that um, guy
0: deserves to be bullied. I'm okay with that. I was just more. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. So you could definitely find me on there. You know, every, every Monday when I'm live, 8, 15 PM. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, on the show, the the main show uh, once a week, we just talked about the, the DC stuff and his new announcements of these new properties that are coming out. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out a new episode there.
0: All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. I think we solved the problem now. I think we figured everything out for DC and <laughs> Warner Brothers. <laughs> We've given call them the... us. Yeah. At this point, you can call you and I. We should be able to help run this stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they've tried everything and nothing's worked. So, like, what's the harm? I just run into ground again. Like, oh well, I'll be just like everybody else. Listen,
1: we'll have to run. We can run Warner Brothers DC much like. How I run my life now, where I say to my wife, I want to buy this. She goes, That's crazy. It's too much. And I said, Okay. And then I buy it anyways. Yeah. And I just don't tell her. (laughs) So I think that's how we should
0: do the Warner Brothers DC movies. Yeah. You're going to give us 100 million? Okay. And we're going to do it for 150. Don't worry. We come up with the money. All right. There's a a plan for the Harvard Business School that they can adopt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but thanks for having me, but yeah, I really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, we'll do this again, uh, hopefully on a more uh, optimistic. Maybe we'll even do it when like Black Adam comes out or something like that. We'll both uh, check it out. But yeah, no, thanks for hanging yeah. out. And so oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, I've been Sammy. This is Rob. This is my Summer Lair Space Station Oddity. Thank you.
1: Cheers. Originally recorded raw on Twitter spaces, this has been my Summer Lair Space Station Oddity with your heartfelt host, Sammy Unan. Follow the host and remarkable podcast at my summer lair for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The sooner you do that, the sooner we can be online BFFs.